Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Grave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. We are celebrating the resurrection of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are, you know, every, every Christian holiday is an important holiday, but there are two that stand out. One is the birth of Jesus, and that is because it's God manifesting himself in the flesh. It's God saying, hey, I want to be near you. I want to be with you. I am not angry with you. I am not rejecting you. I love you so much that I want to be with you. Hallelujah. I used to drive 500 miles on a weekend just so I could see my future bride. And we, at the point, at that particular point, we weren't even dating. 500 miles. I used to drive from the Bronx down to Washington, D.C. Hallelujah. Used to drive down 95. Hallelujah. Used to have to drive back, too, on Monday morning. Monday morning. And I would just try to get there before I was late. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I came close a few times. Why would I do something like that? Because I wanted to be near somebody. So God demonstrates his love for us because he showed us that he wanted to be near us. Well, the other one I'm going to put, uh, you might think it's two, but it's actually one. It's the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ because they they go hand in hand. As a matter of fact, Jesus talks about them in the same scriptures. And so we're going to be, we're talking about the resurrection. You know, there's some things that happen in the past and we remember them, but they don't really do anything for us. Do you know the resurrection is still giving to us? The resurrection is still giving to us. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask if you have your Bibles uh, to open to um, Luke 24. Do you know that each one of the Gospels complements the other one? They don't, they don't all describe the resurrection or the morning of the resurrection in the same way. They're not contradictory, they're complementary. Uh, one is giving a little more information than the other or in a different way. But I want to start in um, Luke 24, beginning in verse 1. I want to read through to verse 12, and then I want to talk about, talk about these. And as I spoke last week, um, Jesus Christ, when he came, he came and he did nothing for himself. As a matter of fact, one of the key scriptures is um, Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. I did not come to be served, but to serve. So Jesus Christ not only came 
to serve the Heavenly Father, he came also to do something for you. And what he did is still giving to you. How many of you, how many of you are happy for the resurrection? Hallelujah. I'm happy every morning because I resurrect and I get out of bed. I'm happy for that. Hallelujah. I'm happy that I can still do it. I'm happy that I can get up. I'm happy that I can still breathe. I'm happy that I can move my arms and my limbs. I'm happy that I can still see. I'm happy that I can still uh, still communicate. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things that we need to be grateful for. But let's just uh, start with uh, verse 1. He says, Now on the first day of the week, which would be Sunday morning, the Sabbath was on actually Saturday, Friday evening to Saturday evening, But on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing uh, bringing spices which they had prepared. I just want to say something, and I'm not accusing them, and I'm not belittling them, because a lot of us are the same way. But why are they there? Why are they at the tomb? They're at the tomb because they want to anoint Jesus, Jesus' dead body, with spices. They want to anoint him. They want to try to preserve. They want to cut down on, they want to cut down on the smell. They want to honor the Lord, but... You know when you know when you have a when you doubt and when you have a problem believing you end up at the wrong place. How many have ever been at the wrong place at the wrong time? Well, I'll tell you what, when we when we are not fully convinced of what God has said to us or what God has spoken to us through his word, a lot of times we go to the wrong place at the wrong time. The reason they were there is because they wanted to anoint the dead body of Jesus, but Jesus had told them a multitude of times, I'm going to rise on the third day. He said, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to be crucified, and I'm going to rise on the third day. Now, again, I'm not just, tell, I'm not just giving a history lesson. I, don't, I believe that If it doesn't apply to us, what good does it do? So I'm encouraging you, no matter what God tells you through the word, no matter what God tells you in your inner man, no matter what God tells you in the prophetic word, don't just cast it off because of the, because of the outward circumstances, because God is true to his word and he is going to see that it is Fulfilled. So Jesus told him, he said, I'm going to be crucified, but I'm going to rise again the third day. And so they didn't hear that. You know, a lot of times sorrow, sorrow and, and, and mental anguish. And let me just use the word depression. Not just because sometimes people are not just depressed because of an event. Sometimes they live with depression. 
But God wants to deliver each and every one of us so that not only, not only will we be free from the pain, but we will be free to hear what God is saying to us. Because if we're, if we're hanging on to the anxiety or if the anxiety is hanging on to us, it's hard for us to hear God. And if we don't hear God, it's hard for us to respond to God. And if we don't respond to God, we're not going to act and do what he says. And it's through the belief and action that we receive God's blessing. You know, sometimes, sometimes God's trying to give us blessing. He's trying to give us his blessing, but we don't receive it. Have you ever uh, gotten a knock at the door and it's a UPS guy or Federal Express and they said, well, I've got this package for you, but you got to sign for it. And sometimes God's trying to send us a blessing and we refuse to sign for it. We refuse to sign. Well, you know, I didn't order anything. I didn't ask for, you know, God, you know, God is so good. He doesn't even wait for you to pray sometimes. He doesn't wait for you to say, to say, God, I would like to have this or God, I need this. He's already sent it because the Bible says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Why does he say that? Because we don't have the faith to believe that God wants to bless us as much as he wants to bless us. And so God says, hey, I got, I got a way around this. I'm just going to give them more than what they ask for. Some of you say, well, I'm not even asking for anything. Well, anything you get is a blessing then. Anything you get. So they were in the... It reminds me of a song, but I can't sing that because <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> must be in the right place, must be in the wrong time, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, verse 2, it says, but they found the stone rolled away. In another, uh, they, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. In another, in another gospel, uh, they're talking on the way and they're saying, who's going to roll the stone away for us? Who's going to do that? Well, do you know God does more than you? God does more than you ask for. Goes on to say, and they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Then the Bible says, and it happened as they were greatly perplexed. How many times did he tell them, I am going to rise from the dead? He rose from the dead and they're perplexed because he's still not dead. Think about it. They're upset because his body's gone. And he already told them a multitude of times, hey, I'm not staying dead, I'm rising again. What's that have to do to us? What has God said to you and you're upset because you don't see the problem there anymore? You're upset because, because something is out of the order. 
Something is not normal. You know, when you, when you have an attitude that, if ever, that everything, everything has to be in chaos and you get oh, so upset if something gets out of order. Think about it. In the book of Acts, it says this. It says, when Paul, when Paul and Silas came to preach, it says, those that have turned the world upside down have come here also. They weren't turning the world upside down. They were turning it right side up, and they were getting upset because things were being put in order. Thank you, Lord. So they were upset that uh, Jesus' body wasn't there, but he was resurrected. goes on to say, it says, uh, verse 5, Then, as they were afraid, they bowed their... Oh, well, let me go back, verse 4. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this that two, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said, uh, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? So, he is not here, but is risen. You know, I would like to put out on our sign, he is risen. But I wouldn't want to put on there, he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say it this way, he's risen and he's still here. Come on. That's why I think, that's why I'm so concerned when, when, when Christians, you know, and I can be stoic. I can be stoic, but you know what? I work on not being that way. I work on not being stoic. I, I want, you know, because the Bible says rejoice, and so, well, I just don't feel like it. How many of you know God asks you to do things you don't feel like? He'll, he might even ask you to go talk to somebody. Go over there and tell them I love them. And you say, get me behind me, Satan. No, it's not Satan talking to you. It's the Lord. The Lord's trying to get you to bless somebody. He goes on to say, he, uh, he is not here. He is risen. Remember. I'm going to come back to that word. But that's a word that, that's a word that we've got to concentrate on. Remember. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must. Somebody say must. The Son of Man must suffer. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day arose, and they remembered his words. You know, sometimes you just need a little word. I had a buddy, uh, I should say a buddy, I'll call him a buddy. I went to grade school with him. We were in high school together, and we were in scouts together. And uh, I'd moved out here. I'd been living out here a number of years. And so I went home. I forget what the reason was. But I went home to Kansas City, and I went to visit somebody. And this guy just happened to live next door. So he came out, and we were talking, and he knew I was a, a minister, and he, he said to me, he says, you know, he says, I go to church, but you, got, you ministers keep, you preachers keep saying the same thing over and over again. 
And I said, well, when you do the first sermon, I'll get to the next. But then, you know, I noticed later, uh, I noticed uh, a few years later, he's starting to like my post, my spiritual post. And I, uh, so I wrote him a little note and I said, uh, hey, uh, has something changed in your life? <laughs> he says, well, you know, when you go through uh, four bypasses, heart bypasses, kind of change your thinking a little bit. Kind of change your thinking. Re- the, the reality of eternity will sometimes change the way you think. It'll grab your attention. Thank you, Lord. So, he says amen to what I say now. Anyway. You know, this message should never, ever get old to you. Because the resurrection, because of the resurrection, you're resurrected. You know, the Lord just showed me something the other day. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was this morning. I don't know. Anybody here have a hard time remembering when things happen? I've got a post. I saved it because it's so, so applied to me. Says I can't understand why I can't. Rem- uh, I, it says I can remember uh, songs from the '60s, uh, '70s, and '80s, but don't ask me why I just came in the kitchen. <laughs> don't ask me why I just came in the kitchen. Don't ask me why I'm looking for my glasses when I got them on. Don't ask me why I'm looking for my keys when they're in my hand. You know, just don't. But, you know, we can remember those things. But sometimes we just need to be reminded. Sometimes we just need to remember them. Well, he goes on to say, and they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, uh, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the mother... And the other women with them. Let me ask you a question. Where are the men? Oh, well, they knew he was rising again, right? No, they were hiding. It says, who told these things to the apostles, and their words seemed like idle tales. And they did not believe them. I'm not going to I'm not going to go to to Mark but Mark in the book of Marks when Jesus uh, reveals himself to the apostles he rebukes them for not believing the women who told them that Jesus had risen from the dead You know we we uh and Jesus is sweet Jesus is kind. Jesus is loving, but he will rebuke you for unbelief. He will rebuke you when you refuse. What is unbelief? Unbelief is I refuse to believe that it happened. I refuse to believe what God says. There's too many circumstances. There's too many uh, there, there's too much that is against what, what God said. So I'm not going to believe it. Well, Thomas said, well, unless I see 
the print of the nail and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. What did Jesus say when he showed up? Hey, Thomas, come here. Put your hands. <laughs> put your hands in my print. Put your, put your hand in my side. And it tells me that Jesus would go through, go through pain just to allow somebody to believe. Just to allow somebody to believe. Well, thank you, Jesus. Well, remember verse 6, he says, He is not here, but he's risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. When we're slow to be, believe again, we're looking in the wrong places. Remembering what the Word of God says will increase our faith. You know what? The Bible tells us to, uh, the Bible tells us to meditate on the Word. What's, what's meditate? Meditate just means to rehearse it over and over and over again, even when it doesn't seem like it's working, even, even those circumstances are telling us it's not going to work. God just dropped something into my, into my spirit this morning. Even in the darkest of night, God still has witnesses of light. Even in the darkest of night, God still has witnesses of light. And in the scripture, and even just in the natural, when has darkness ever overcome the light? We go through it. We go through the night season, but the sun rises, and where does the darkness go? No matter what we're living through right now, the light is the light will prevail. I don't care where you're at. If you feel like you're in the midst of darkness, there is light that's going to prevail. And God is sending lights of witnesses to you to encourage you to let you know that morning's coming. Weeping may come through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. Also, the Holy Spirit is sent to us to bring all things to our remembrance. It says in John chapter 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Somebody say, thank God I need it. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. What, one, of the, one of the major, major ministries of the Holy Spirit is to remind you. Somebody, some, some guy asked, well, what does the Holy Spirit sound like? One guy says, sounds a lot like your wife. <laughs> What's the Holy, you know, I'm just going to admit, you know, sometimes I just don't want to listen. Just don't want to listen. Have you ever heard of selective hearing? Well, you can't even pray for that. You have to desire to be healed of that. 
You know, we get selective hearing. Why? Because we don't want to hear. Have you ever noticed some people that can't hear? You're whispering in the next room, and they're saying, what did you say? <laughs> I heard that. But you're yelling right in their face, and they can't hear it. Just a thought. But the Holy Spirit is sent to us to bring all things to our remembrance because it's a remembrance that brings us back to reality. It brings us back to faith. It brings us back to the place where we can believe God. Hallelujah. It's amazing. If you think about the disciples, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit was used uneducated men to speak to the people, to speak to the leaders, and to speak to kings. You know, for a lot of years, I didn't want to be in the ministry because I didn't feel qualified. You know, I, I just didn't want to do it. Didn't feel like I could do it. Well, it's not me doing it anyway. It's the Holy Spirit. Some lady says, man, you sure have memorized a lot of scriptures. And I said, I didn't memorize any scriptures. Well, you just rattle them off. The Holy Spirit brings them to my remembrance. And it's the same way with you. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And if you start talking to somebody about the Lord, if you start talking to somebody about Jesus, then the Holy Spirit's going to bring things to your remembrance that's going to open their hearts and cause the light to shine in their darkness. Thank you, Jesus. He also says... Um, in Mark chapter 13, verse 11, it says, but when they, but Jesus speaking to his, to his disciples, he says, but when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. Have you ever gone into a situation and you're worried about what you're going to say? Doesn't have to be, you don't have to get arrested. You're just worried about what you're going to say. You don't want to sound stupid. You don't want to just open your mouth and nothing comes out. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. Don't premeditate beforehand what you'll speak. He says, but whatever is given to you in that hour, that speak that. It is not you who speaks, but the Holy Spirit. Do you realize that some of the times you think, man, that sounds good. I didn't know I ha I'm that good. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. It's the reality of the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, I, you know, I encourage people to uh, to pray in the Spirit, but that's not the only manifestation of the Spirit. Jesus said, "Behold, I give you power." Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When Jesus, when Jesus said the Holy Spirit's coming on you, he's not giving you a dead battery. Come on. You've got the power of God in you. You've got the life of God in you. I got I to gotta just talk. The resurrection. I'm going to... I'm going to just, uh, I want us to go over to Ephesians chapter 2. If I still have a Bible. So. 
And all of my notes aren't in my thing. In my thing. So anyway, Ephesians 2 verse 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Made us alive. Do you know you're resurrected? Do you know that when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, I don't know if you know this or not, but you were hanging on the cross with Jesus. You were on the cross with Jesus in the mind of God. And when he was raised from the dead, you were raised from the dead with him. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, he says, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. You know, all through eternity, God's going to show you how kind he was to you. Thank you, Lord. Why, why must, because I use that word must, why Jesus said why he must suffer? Why did Jesus have to suffer? Well, And why did he have to rise again from the dead? Well, I just told you so that you could be raised from the dead. Why must have Jesus suffered? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus just didn't destroy the works of the devil by casting out demons. Jesus destroyed the works of the devil by hanging on that cross. Do you know it was the weakness of God that defeated Satan's strength? Think about that. God, the weakest God ever became, defeated all the strength of hell. Do you think, you know, they, you probably heard this, they were throwing a party on Good Friday. Hell was throwing a party. We killed the Son of God. But what happened Sunday? Do you know hell was trying to do every Thing possible to keep him in that grave. And guess what? They couldn't do it. Why must, why must have Jesus suffered and rose again from the dead? Because in Colossians 1, he says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to, be, uh, uh, to have the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Why did Jesus rose again from the dead? So that you might become a new creature. Why did you have to become a new creature? Do you know that Jesus spoke to the religious leaders and said, you are of your father, the devil. They had the, they had the nature and the likeness. And what is, what is the nature of Satan? It's rebellion against God. Rebellion. Have you ever rebelled against God? Am I the only one with my hand up? Come on, we're going to have, we're going to have an altar call for lies. We have all 
The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin of death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Can somebody say amen? amen. Thank you, Lord. I just want to mention this. Uh, well, in Romans, he says he was delivered up for our offense but he was raised for our justification. What's that mean? If Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead, you couldn't have been saved because his sacrifice wouldn't have pleased God. But because it pleased God, Jesus rose again from the dead. Therefore, you are justified. He died for your offense he was raised because you're justified. What's that mean? You are right with God. And the Bible says you can come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And lastly, I'm just going to make this mention. You know, uh, when I was a kid, there was a huge Montgomery Ward store. Anybody remember Montgomery Wards? Well, there was this huge Montgomery Wards complex, and we used to go there. But we didn't go upstairs. We went to the bargain basement. Montgomery Wards had a bargain basement. But you know what? We, thum we sometimes think that, that our salvation is a bargain basement salvation. No, Jesus paid the full price because you were worth every cent. You were, you were worth every drop of blood. You're worth it. Turn to somebody and say, you're worth it. Turn to somebody else and say, I'm worth it. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we give you thanks and praise for the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And Father, forgive us, Lord God, where we forget to celebrate because, because resurrection just isn't for April. Lord, resurrection, celebrating the life of God, celebrating the resurrection, celebrating our resurrection, Lord God, should be a daily occurrence. So we give you praise and thanks and honor and glory. Lord God, forgive us for the times, Lord, where we have become stoic and refuse to show, Lord God, the rejoicing that we have in our heart for all that you have for us. In the name of Jesus. How many of you are glad Jesus did what he did for you? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to ask the uh, healing team to come up.